0: Like Bob on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Bob Bernie Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Welcome to our listeners here in Columbus, Ohio. And also welcome to our listeners in Washington, D.C. Listening to the Don Crow Show, as I have the privilege of guest hosting for Don while at the very same time doing my program here in Columbus, Ohio. So wherever you are listening, welcome. Uh, Just a couple more bits of insanity from what passes as academia today. Stanford University has uh, issued a list of words uh, from the Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative. These are words that are not to be used at Stanford University any longer. Let me give you a, just a few more, and then I've got many more things. You cannot say black hat. You have to replace that with unethical hacker. You can no longer say bald That is to be replaced with banned or denied. You cannot say, wow, man, that was like gangbusters. No, 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 no after all we we have to be very careful not to offend gang members right i mean we we got to be sensitive we can't offend gang members so we can't say wow man they went through that like gangbusters no 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 now you must say very successful and you can no longer say master Well, you mastered that subject. No, 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 no. You have to replace that with become adept in. Can't say master. You can't even say master list. That is to be replaced with list of record. And you can no longer say white paper. That has to be replaced with position Paper and by the way, this has nothing to do with Stanford. My wife and I—well, <clears throat> it's mostly her. I mean, uh, it wouldn't be me, but uh, she watches a lot of stuff on like HGTV. Of course, I would, I would, I would never watch anything on there. Or I mean, I would never watch a Hallmark movie. But so she won't be alone. Sometimes, sometimes I'll watch one of her <clears throat> HD. H G T V program just just because I'm I'm a good husband, it's not because I have any interest in it. Well anyway, have you noticed you never ever hear master bedroom. Master suite. Have you noticed that? Gone. That is completely gone. You can't say master bedroom. Master suite, master bathroom. No, 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 no. Have have you noticed that? Oh, my goodness. Anyway, the, um, the, uh, the progressive liberal left has a stranglehold on our entire educational system. Can I move from that to something just really cool? And let me preface what I'm about to say by saying, if you look at the time of modern biblical archaeology, and I'm talking about archaeology in biblical lands, Israel, Jordan, uh, even some things in Ethiopia, if you look primarily at Israel, and modern archaeology, and I would say probably the modern, modern archaeological period goes back the last 100 to 150 years. In that time, there have been hundreds of thousands of archaeological discoveries. It's all the time. And it continues. Hundreds of thousands of of archaeological discoveries. And here is the fact. Not all of them relate to anything in the Bible, okay? Not every single archaeological discovery relates to something in the Bible. But the majority of them do. And to my knowledge, in every single archaeological discovery that relates to an incident, a person, a city, a a people, a tribe that relates to the Bible, there has not been one single discovery that contradicts or disputes the biblical accounts. Not one. On the other hand, thousands and thousands and thousands of archaeological discoveries have been made in the last hundred plus years that have authenticated, validated things found in the Bible. Some of them very, very minor, others very major. For instance, it really was not that long ago that skeptics were saying, you know, you read the Old Testament, you have all this stuff about David, what a great king he was. So much of the Old Testament talks about David. Well, there is not one bit of archaeological evidence that proves that he even existed. If he was such a great king with such a great kingdom, you would think we would have found something that would prove that he was even a real person. Um, Nobody says that now. Nobody. In fact, if you go to Israel... And you go to the Wailing Wall, the Eastern Wall, the Western Wall, pardon me, uh, at, at the Temple Complex, right across the street is a huge archaeological excavation site called the City of David. Yeah, there is no doubt whatsoever now that David did exist and he was everything that the Bible said he was. Well, I said all that to get to this. Headline, Professor Says Ancient Inscriptions Prove Old Testament Account Reflects Historical Reality. Here's the first paragraph of this brand new story. An Israeli professor claims that a recent translation of an 8th century B.C. inscription containing the name King Hezekiah in Jerusalem, city of David, is one of the most important archaeological discoveries in Israel of all time. Professor Gershon Galil, head of the Institute for Biblical Studies and Ancient History at Haifa University, um, and, uh, and some other names that I can't pronounce from um, Ancient History Research Institute, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They recently deciphered Hezekiah's name on a palm-sized limestone tablet discovered in 2007. Yeah, it was discovered in 2007, but there are thousands of these artifacts, and it takes time to get to them, decipher them, translate them, and so forth. Well, this one found in 2007 was recently deciphered. Quote The inscription summarizes the first seventeen years of Hezekiah's reign and his accomplishments as described in Second Kings chapter twenty of the Bible. The uh, inscription describes how Hezekiah brought water to the city through the discovery of a pool and a tunnel, etc, etc, etc. And um It goes on, and it is exactly what the Bible in 2 Kings chapter 20 said about King Hezekiah. Quote, they also support the claim that scriptures in the book of Kings are based on texts originating from chronicles and royal inscriptions, and that the Bible reflects historical reality and not imagination the professor said the professor exclaimed that these inscriptions are the earliest manuscripts of the bible now as i've said hundreds of times in the last several years does one of these discoveries validate the entire bible no 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 but it's like a piece in a puzzle You know, you put one piece out on the table, it doesn't look like much, and then two, and then three, and a hundred, and two hundred. And by the time you get eight or nine hundred pieces down on the table, you can pretty much tell what the picture is going to be like. That is biblical archaeology. Each one is another piece in the puzzle. Follow Bob on Twitter at twitter.com Bob Bernie Live. And hey, welcome back to Bob Bernie Live as we uh, wrap up the uh, four o'clock hour of the program. I wondered if Franklin Graham was going to uh, make a comment about Amy Grant and. Uh, Her position on same-sex marriage. Now, I want to make it clear I'm not attacking Amy Grant. Uh, She is an incredible musician, unbelievably talented, uh, but she's got some real theological issues. Um, and And we need to acknowledge that. Now, what brought this about? Amy Grant for several years now has been very, very sympathetic to the entire LGBTQIA movement, not to them just as individuals and to love them as we should love all people, uh, but actually to their movement and very supportive, of same sex relationships, same sex marriage and so forth. Um, She has made that clear in several interviews in the last two or three years with gay magazines, gay podcasts, and uh, so forth. In fact, all the way back in 2013, she did an interview for Pridesource.com, which is a fairly radical LGBTQ website. And at that time, again, this was back in... um, 2013, she said, I know that the religious community has not been very welcome, but I just want to stress that the journey of faith brings us into community. It's really about one relationship. The journey of faith is just being willing and open to have a relationship with God, and everybody is welcome. Everybody. She went on to say, and I want you to listen carefully. It doesn't matter how we behave. It doesn't matter how we're wired, Amy Grant said. We're all our best selves when we believe to our core, I'm loved. And then our creativity flourishes. We're like, I'm going to arrange flowers on your table and my table. When we're loved, we're brave enough to say yes to every good impulse that comes to us. May I repeat, it doesn't matter how we behave. It doesn't matter how we are wired. And she was saying that in the specific context of same-sex relationships. She is saying God doesn't care how we behave. As long as you love each other, And you understand that God loves you. That is the only thing that matters. Now, again, my intent is not, please understand me, not to attack Amy Grant or anyone else. I am attacking, however, that horrible false doctrine and theology. That is horrible theology. The Bible nowhere says that God doesn't care how we behave. In fact, much of Scripture is dealing with how we behave in order to show the world what God is like and the holiness of God, as well as the love of God. Well, I wondered if Franklin Graham would comment. And he has. And he said, we cannot compromise god's authority Quote, "god defines what is sin not us and his word is clear that homosexuality is sin we have all sinned and in order to have a relationship with god and spend eternity with him in heaven we must turn from our sin and put our faith in his son jesus christ who came to earth to die for our sins. He went on. For me, loving others also means caring about their souls and where they will spend eternity. It means loving people enough to tell them the truth from the Word of God. The authority of God's Word is something we can never compromise on. I could not agree more with Billy Graham. Listen, folks, two things quickly, and I'm going to run out of time. Marriage is not a secondary issue. It is a primary issue to the church. It is not. It is not a secondary issue. It is not minor. It is major with a capital M. Our entire culture and society is built on God-ordained relationships of men and women in a marital relationship. That is what God designed, and you find it all the way back in the very beginning in the book of Genesis. This is one thing that the Christian community cannot compromise on. We cannot wink at it. And this thing that love is love and all love is equal is a lie out of the pit of hell. No, all love is not equal and love is not love. God has defined what love is. In fact, the Bible says God is love. Listen to me carefully. Love does not stop you from telling someone that they have cancer. What kind of a doctor would say, well, my patient has cancer, but I don't want to hurt their feelings. I don't want to offend them. So I'm just going to tell them, I love you just the way you are. No one in their right mind would say that doctor was a loving doctor. No one. And when we call sin, sin, in a compassionate way, we are loving.